you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. Good morning, Compassion. I'm I'm getting there. Praise God. I'm so glad to have you in the house of the Lord. So glad to have you at Compassion Church. God is in the house today. Amen. Man, you guys packed in here. Praise God. You must have been told a good-looking preacher was coming. Well, he's on his way. He'll be in a few minutes. Praise God. For the last couple of weeks, we've been studying about where are you? Where are you in your walk with Christ? Where are you in your relationship with God? We started out the first week talking about being fully devoted followers with the hopes and prayers to move you to being fully mature believers. Amen. We want to move you past just being fully devoted. We want you fully devoted, amen? But we want to move you past that to the place that you are fully mature in Christ Jesus, amen? Last week we got together and we we talked about the, the seeker. I guess if you're going to look, you know, we're going by age. In other words, today's my daughter's birthday. Amen. She turns 22 years old. I had her when I was 10. And, you know, she she went through all the stages. She was a little baby. I'll never forget the first time holding her in my arms. And I'll never forget the first time. I mean, mean, I'll never forget that she had to sleep at night with a Blue's Clues radio. In fact, it broke. The back end came off of it, but she had to have it to sleep, so we had tape and put it over the batteries. That probably wasn't smart because she could have popped some of those batteries out. But she had to sleep with a Blue's Clues radio right there by her head every night. That's how she slept. You know, she went through all of those, those phases. and I guess as we talk about seeker, that would be the pregnancy stage. That would be the pregnancy stage. We, we talked last week that there's three parts of what we call the seeker stage. There's first the crisis seeker. That's the person that, well, seeks God out of the middle of a crisis. Something bad has happened. Their marriage is on the rocks. The world's falling apart. And they reach out to God to help them pull them out of their situation. Now, let me say this. I don't really care how you come to God. Just as long as you come. So if someone in your life is in the middle of a crisis situation, tell them about Jesus. Tell them who God is. Tell them how God can help them in the middle of their situation. Amen. Then there's what we call the the benefit seeker. That's the person that seeks God because they want benefits. They, 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 they've seen Mona's life and how wonderful she, she used to be this terrible, horrible, mean person yesterday. And after she, came, after she gave her heart life to Christ, she's this amazing person. She's sweet. She's nice. She does everything for everybody. And she's been blessed financially. And she's got this okay husband. <laughs> Could have done better, but accepted what she got. So people see that and they want that. That's a benefit. Now, again, I don't care how you come to Christ. 
If you come to God seeking the benefits, that's okay. There's the third, the earnest seeker. That's the person that realizes there is a God-shaped hole in their life. And they try to fill it with fame and finances. They try to fill it with men and women. And no matter what, nothing fills that hole. And they realize now I need God in my life. And they earnestly seek Him. Amen. The next phase for a fully mature believer would be the infant stage. That's what we're going to talk about today. An infant stage. It actually tells us, in fact, you've heard the story of Nicodemus. He begins to talk about, it says here in John chapter 3, this isn't my main scripture, so I don't want to put this up, but Jesus replied, fully, I mean, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Unless they are born again. So in other words, the next stage is a what? The infant stage, because for you and me to see God, the Father, we must be born again. We must accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And listen, we understand that today. We many times in this story, Jesus is telling Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You mean I got to go back in my mom's womb? Now don't judge him. If we had never heard this story, we'd probably feel the same way. He said, no, Nicodemus, that's not what I mean. You're talking about being born of flesh, and I'm talking about being born of spirit. To, be, to see the Holy Spirit, you've got to be born of the Spirit, not of the flesh. So today, I'm going to talk to you about an infant, a spiritual infant. And I'm going to tell you in two ways about if you are today a spiritual infant, the three things you need to know in your life. But also for us today who are more mature adults or parents in Christ, what we need to know of how we treat and act and what we do with those infants in Christ Jesus. Amen? So turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. And it says this. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Listen, let me say this. The, all these phases you will have to go through. And you will go to the phase of when you've gotten, you're a seeker first, looking for God. You found Jesus. You accepted him. You're born again. Now you're an infant. And here's the problem. You'll think like a child. You'll try to reason things out like a child, not, not, a, not a baby child, but, but a spiritual child. Things right now just don't quite make sense to you and how you act, what you do. But we're going to talk some about that today. But listen to 1 Corinthians 14, 12, or 14, 20. Brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. Stop thinking like children in regard to evil in regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. In other words, in this passage, what he's saying is, there comes a moment that where we must move on from being an infant. Can I tell you what many times happens in the body of Christ? We get saved, we get redeemed, we're not going to hell, we're going to heaven, but we get stuck at that place. Can I tell you, God wants you 
every day to grow and mature in a deep, profound relationship with him. If I got married to Laurie and she still acted today like she acted when she was 21 years old, we would have a problem. Now she still kisses like that, which is wonderful. But she don't act that way. Can I tell you, some of you got saved and you still act in the same way when you got saved 20 years ago. That was God's ever plan for you. Can we pray? God, we thank you for the word that we're about to receive. I pray that you open our hearts and minds to receive, God, what you've got in store and let not one, not one, leave this house the same way that they came, but be blessed by your word and your presence. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Number one, write this down. Natural infants are responsive. My little Charlie girl, I can walk up and talk to her and she'll smile. She's like, I can stick my finger out and she'll grab my finger. She's responsive. She's responsive. Now, a spiritual infant is alive. Well, Pastor, what do you mean? They're alive in Christ Jesus. You've been born again. You've been redeemed. Your sins have been forgiven. And listen, I know some of you, y'all need it because you had a lot of sins. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. You had a lot of sins in your life. You needed to be redeemed. You need to be forgiven. We are alive now in Christ, just like a little baby is alive. But because they're alive doesn't mean that everything's hunky-dory. Everything's not perfect. They still have issues and things that need to be worked out. See, it's the same thing when you first get saved. You're now alive again in Christ Jesus. You're dead to sin, alive to Christ. You're no longer alive to the enemy but you're alive to Christ Jesus. Now, why it's so important that we realize that and we understand that is, is that a natural baby is what? Hungry, amen? All the time. They want to eat. And listen, when they want to eat, they don't just say, hey, I want to eat. They can't talk, so they do what? <laughs> so they cry. And until you feed them, they cry. Now, listen, sometimes my wife's that way. I'm, 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 stop, I'm quitting. I'm letting her go. I'm leaving her alone. I'm leaving her alone today. But when a baby, until, or maybe it's not hungry, their, their diaper needs to be changed. And until you change that diaper, what are they going to do? They're going to cry. They're going to cry until you come, until you change that diaper. Or maybe they're sleepy. What are they going to do when they're sleepy? They're going to cry. See, the, the problem with a baby is, as well, they cry. They want what they want when they want it. Why? Because they have not matured yet to know that they must wait or to have patience. They don't know that it's not all about them. The same thing many times with an infant in Christ Jesus. They just don't know yet. They don't know yet that they shouldn't do that. You ever met someone I, I never get years ago? We had a guy in the church, and he just gave his heart and life to Christ. He's serving the church, and we're up here one day painting the walls and, and everything, and just me and him, and that's back when we had no money, so uh, we, had to do, we had to do everything. And me and him were up painting the church, and all of a sudden he says to me, he said, Pastor, I am high. I said, yeah, that paint will make you high. He goes, no, I smoked marijuana before I got here. I'm high. He just didn't know, Randy, not to tell me that. And I looked at him, I said, listen, you don't have to tell Pastor everything. 
He was saved. He loved Jesus. He just didn't know that, well, he shouldn't be smoking weed. He didn't know, that, you know, that he thought it was okay. For, for us, what we need to realize is, and an infant at that moment just doesn't know. And what we have to realize as mature believers is give them what? Give them grace. I get it. You shouldn't just cuss me out right then, or you shouldn't act the way you acted. I, I, I give you grace. But if you're an infant, you need to realize that I want to mature, so I'm going to seek somebody who is mature in Christ Jesus. I'm going to be in church all the time. I'm going to spend a time reading the Word. Amen. I'm going to spend time praying. Why? Because I know I don't know everything yet. I'm an infant. I'm a baby in Christ. I'm still trying to figure things out. See, you know, I always say that there's things as believers and as an early Christian, you need to know. One is I need to read the Bible every day. Amen. I'm not saying you got to read the book of Ephesians. Just read one or two chapters every day. Amen. You need to pray every day. I'm not saying to pray some big, deep prayer. Oh, thy mighty God who sits on the heavenly high as we rest in your bosom on high. I'm not saying to pray like that. Just talk to God. Hey, God, what's up? I had a good day, Jesus. How about you? I've been driving down here on the streets. You've been driving on the streets of gold. How's it hanging? What's going up? You know, things like that. He just wants to talk to you. He just wants to have a conversation with you. Then you need to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Listen, there's seven days a week, 24-hour day, and some of you struggle to come to church once a week. I don't get it. For an hour and a half. The Bible says don't despise the assembling of the brethren. Well, that let me tell you what that means in today's language, in Texas language. Stop. Or don't stop going to church. Be in church. Now, the thing is, they met daily, daily in the temple courts. Right, let's just start having church every day. Kim's all for it. She's like, yay. Some of you are like, I'm finding a new church. Why? Because you realize as a believer, you need to grow as a believer. The way that my, my little Charlie grows is we feed her. Uh, she's been sick. They had to put her back in the hospital. She had, what was it called? Norovirus. She had the norovirus. And she got sick and they had put, because she got dehydrated and they had put in the hospital to get her weight back up. And, and uh, because she wasn't eating, she was losing weight. And we had to make sure as infants in Christ, we are being fed. Amen. Number two, I want you to write this down. Natural infants are dependent. Spiritual infants are hungry. Remember what I just said about food? Remember, my little Charlie has to have mommy and daddy. Without them, she can't survive. Without them, she can't grow. Without them, she won't make it. Can I tell you today, listen to me, body of Christ, spiritual infants without us mature believers won't make it. It's going to be a struggle. That's why it's so important that not only you're in church, but you're part of a small group, that you're, that you're somewhere studying the word of God deeper with somebody. And I say that to you, listen, as infants in Christ, you've got to make sure that you are relying on somebody. You know, I say this all the time. You need to make sure as believers that, you know, you got three things in your life. you got a spiritual mother or father. you got a mentor. And you got an intercessor. If you're here today and you've just given your heart life to Christ, will you go find somebody that is a mature believer and connect yourself to them? Call out to them, reach out to them, ask them questions. See, that's what a new infant will do. Remember, as, as a baby grows up, they'll ask you all kinds of questions. 
The, the favorite word is this, why? Why? Okay, come on, we're going to go to the store. Why? Come on, we got, we got, we got to put on different clothes. Why? See, uh, an infant in Christ is the same way. So I got, I, I, I got to give 10% of what I make to Jesus? Yeah, why? You, you mean someone's nice to me or someone's mean to me and I got to turn the other cheek? Why? Why don't I just tell them off? You, you mean I, I need to find a place in the church to serve? Why? See, they're going to have questions. It is at this moment that you need to understand if you're an infant in Christ, you've just gotten saved, you're going to have questions. There's nothing wrong with questions. There is no stupid question. Just stupid people. I mean, no, that's not what I meant to say. It's not what I meant to say. But see, also it's at this moment that you as mature believers, that you take out the time to answer the questions. You're there to love on them, to pray with them, to encourage them, to lift them up, to see, listen, not only that, to sometimes bring correction. Say, so I love you enough, and I know you've just given your heart and life to Christ. Can I make a suggestion? It's probably not good for you to pop that guy beside his head. It's not good to cuss out people when they pull out in front of you. See, in this infant stage, they are hungry. But see, also this infant stage, we give them grace, amen, that they're going to make mistakes, and they're going to ask a lot of questions. But it's at this infant stage that they need you, mature believers who are adults and parents, they need you most. We'll talk about the mature adults and parents in the next weeks to come. But for those who are here that you love Jesus and you've been a Christian and believer for a long time, listen, it isn't just about you. There are people who are relied on you. There are these infants who need to know Jesus. They are hungry. Think about it this way. A little bird in a nest. They can't fly yet. They can't get out of the nest. They would get killed. And what happens? Mama's got to go out and do what? Yeah, get food, get worms. And Mama comes back and, and feeds the little birds. See, it's the same way for us. For that infant right now, they just don't know what they want or what they need. They just know that they've given their heart and life to Christ. And it is very pivotal at this moment that we are feeding them that we are answering their questions, that you are asking questions. Listen, if you're a new believer, you're an infant in Christ Jesus, there is no stupid questions. You need to be seeking a greater knowledge of who God is. You need to be surrounding yourself with believers who know Jesus, love Jesus, and can tell you about Jesus. A good friend of mine years ago uh, he'd been a drug dealer a large, large part of his life. And then after he quit being a drug dealer, he still struggled with drugs. For years, I'd prayed for him to give his heart and life to Christ. And one day, he finally gave his heart and life to Christ. I was back in North Carolina for Christmas. And all of a sudden, I hear this, this truck come around the curve. And he gets right where I'm. I'm walking down the middle of the street with my, and my father at that time. And Oh, he hits his brakes. Don't you love the dramatic? 
and he can hardly get out the door. He opens the door. He's trying to jump out, and he's yelling at me, John Leggett, I've given my heart and life to, to Christ Jesus. I am saved. I am saved. I am saved. I was so excited. It warmed my heart to know that he knew Jesus now. I've been trying for years to bring him to Jesus for every rhyme and reason. He should have been in prison. In fact, one time they actually raided where he was making the drugs, manufacturing the drugs. He had gone to the store. You're talking about God being on, God's hand been on his life. He had gone, it was out in the middle of the woods somewhere. They would manufacture meth. He had come back. He went to the store. And while he went to the store, they raided the place. Praise God, he wasn't there. He'd been in prison today. But when Ron got saved, he came on fire for God. But you know what Ron started doing? He started going to the trap house to tell them about Jesus. If you've been struggling with drugs, you don't go to the trap houses. If you've been struggling with lust, you don't go to the strip joint to tell the women about Jesus. I'm just going to strip joint to tell them about Jesus. Uh, no, you're not. No, no, you're not. And what do you think happened to Ron? Ron's in the trap house. Guess what he ends up doing? Doing drugs. Why? Because he should have had men and women of God saying, are you stupid? Don't you go back in that trap house. You surround yourself with men and women of God who love you and are blessed by you are going to take care of you. Number three, natural infants are self-centered. My little Charlie girl, it's all about her. As I told you, wait, 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 give me food. Wait, 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 change my diaper. Wait, 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 let me take a sleep. Wait, 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 where's my grandpa? <laughs> Spiritual infants are vulnerable. See, we're still self-centered. It's still all about us. We love Jesus now. We've given our heart and life to Christ, but it's still about us. When as a believer, that's not what it's about. As a believer, we become second. Loving God first. See, it's at this stage that so many Christians are vulnerable. It takes one crisis to pull you away from the faith. It takes one person listening to them who is against you, not for you. See, it's at this moment in your life, can I tell you, I want to prepare you. You're an infant in Christ. You don't know everything yet. And can I tell you, the devil's going to come after you hard. Rob, you really think Jesus saved you from your sins? I know your past. Lord, have mercy. There ain't no way God forgave you from all the mistakes you made. Randy, I know what you did last week. You're telling me that Jesus still loves you. He don't love you. You're crazy. Oh, yeah, he loves other people, but he don't love you. See, at this moment, we're vulnerable to the lies of the enemy who are speaking to us, saying, oh, no, God doesn't love you. Listen, it is a lie. He is the father of lies. Don't you listen to him. If you're here today and you are an infant in Christ Jesus, you've just given your heart life to Christ, I am telling you, stop listening to the devil telling you that you can't overcome your past and you can't overcome your sins. But for you who are mature believers, will you do me a favor? Would you be the solution, not the problem? 
Brian, I can't believe you did that. My Lord, you're saved now. You acted like that. I can't believe you're cheering for those cowboys. Only, only devil people cheer for the cowboys. I just say this is a moment of prayer. But we do it. We think somebody gets saved one day and they're perfect the next day. It don't happen. I've been saved, oh my Lord, for a long time. And can I tell you, I still make mistakes. I still sin. I still do things I shouldn't do. I, I don't stand before you because I'm your pastor as a perfect man. Lord, have mercy. It is in these moments that you adult and parent Christians can either make or break an infant Christian. Come here, Brian, it's okay. We love you. God loves you. He knows that you should go for the saints because they're God's team. See, it's called pride right there. See, it's amazing how God uses me from the stage to be prophetic and talk about pride issues. God. I'm, I don't even like the saints. Come on. I just said it because their name are the saints. But see, it's at this moment in life, infants, you're vulnerable. That's why you must surround yourself with people that can feed you. Because listen, no matter what, you are alive in Christ Jesus. You've been saved. You've been redeemed. Your past is behind you. Your future is in front of you. God's got great things in store for you. Will you stand with me? Mature believers, adults, and parents, and we'll talk about that in the weeks to come. Can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor? Can you start developing, maturing, mentoring infants in Christ Jesus? They need you. Infants, you've just given your heart life to Christ. You're just recently saved. Can you do me a favor? Can you make sure that you're in the word of God? Can you make sure that you're praying? Can you make sure that you stay in the house of the Lord? Can you make sure that you find a mentor for your life? I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. If you're here today and you're a new believer, but you need God's protection and blessing over your life, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Lord, I pray for all the hands that have been raised. I pray for your protection, your blessings. Your Lord, I pray right now that, God, you would reveal to them your plan, your purpose for their life. Lord, I pray for all the mature believers here today that, God, they would take it upon themselves to begin to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to mentor, to help, to assist those infants in Christ to bring them to maturity. One last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, say, Pastor, if I were to die today, I don't know whether I'm going to heaven or hell, but today I would like to give my heart and life to Christ. It is so simple. All you have to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and wonderful love. Believe that he's the son of the living God, died on a cross for you, rose on the third day, 
and with your mouth confess him Lord of your life and you shall be saved. If that is you today, no one's looking, just you, me, and the Lord, I want you to raise your hand right now. Is there anybody? Amen. Amen. I've had two raise your hand, give God praise. I want all of you to say this prayer with me, not just the two that raise their hand, but I want all of you to say this prayer with me. It's two new names are been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Say, dear Jesus, I invite you to my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins in all my ways. I repent and come to you and ask you to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.